Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning. Today is February the 27th, and we're going to read Psalm 27 which is such a good psalm. Um, It's one of the classic quintessential, when you think of the psalms, I'm sure you're familiar with some of these lines. Um, And it is classic with great cause. So here it is. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face, and my heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I love this psalm. It opens up with, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? These prayers are substantive. If faith is a substance, it fills, it takes up space. This opening line to a hallmark psalm also fills us with faith. A few repetitions of this line and you may feel your own heart balloon up with fresh hope. He goes on to say, When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. I appreciate David's when in that sentence. When evildoers assail me, though a war arises, I have a terrible predisposition to expect only good and be totally blindsided by the hard things in life. But David, living in a very non-American society, expected life to be hard. He expected to need rescue, but in that expectation came confidence. It is they who stumble and fall. What if we greeted every hard thing with that same assurance? And here we find David's why, why he can expect good and why he's confident, his one thing. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Our humanity leads us to believe that we can have many things and be happy, but history suggests otherwise. We are made for one thing and one focus in one great pursuit. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. David isn't expecting a pilgrimage to a tourist destination, standing as one in a crowd under the auspices of a powerful leader. He expects access into God's own shelter into his very tent, and in response, song will pour out of David's soul. Worship is a direct response to the access we have been granted to the intimate place with the Father. He says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face, and my heart says to you, Your your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. You have said, seek my face. The face that Moses couldn't see, the face that Elijah couldn't see, we have been invited to seek. In John, it says, The Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. If we want to see the face of God, we must see Jesus. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Your adversary, like David says here, has a will for your life, and it is not mildly bad. Peter calls him a lion set on destroying us. But we will, by pursuing the one thing, as David says, look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In this soul-strengthening last line, be strong, friends. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Um, If you want to go a little further into this psalm and even some of the things that I talked about and that at least occurred to me. Um, the passages were in 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, he's running away for his life and he's super depressed and he goes into this cave and the Lord shows up and it says that there's three different things that happen um, and God is in none of these big um, natural phenomena. but then there's this gentle whisper. But at the same time, Elijah, who was a prophet of the Most High, still doesn't really get access to see the face of God. And then we have Moses in Exodus chapter 33. It's an awesome part of the story where he wants to see God's glory and God essentially says to him like you have to turn around because you can't see my face and I'll cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I think it's amazing that for the entire Old Testament 
We weren't granted access to see the face of God until we see Jesus, until he shows up on the scene. And if you go to John chapter one, which is that verse that I quoted in there talking about how he is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, There's even a part in one of the gospels where uh, Jesus is talking about the Father and Philip says, show us the Father. And Jesus is like, haven't I been with you so long, Philip? Like if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what's so encouraging about reading the New Testament is we don't need to be confused on on the big issues, at least, of who God is. I'm sure there's so much more we, we need to learn. But we can look at the life of Jesus and the things that he did and know that that's the heart of the Father. So anyway, if you want to take it further, those are some chapters for you to look in. Exodus 33, 1 Kings 19, and then John chapter 1. Have a great day.